We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, January the 22nd, 2020. On today's show, I preview South Carolina's road trip as the Gamecocks look for their third straight win, their third SEC win on the season as South Carolina travels to Auburn, Alabama to take on the Auburn Tigers. I'll go over the top storylines, players to watch for Auburn, keys to the game, give my prediction, and much, much more. Also, we continue along the position unit previews for baseball, talking about the Gamecocks' second baseman today. I'll go over the key losses, who's back, most approved, the best overall, and give my overall grade for the unit. Also have some news and notes to get into and much, much more on a packed edition of the Spurs Up Show. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits as well, including long-term fixed rate financing for up to 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. So they're cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They also have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. Guys, if you're in the market, I know we're all kind of getting to that age, you know, we're making those big time life decisions, we're getting married, we're getting our first house, maybe you want to buy your dream home, maybe you live out in the country and you want to buy a piece of land to build a home on, if you're looking for those types of services, Ag South Farm Credit is the way to go. We all know how stressful, how strenuous that entire process can be. Um, if you don't have the right people in your corner, it can get very, very chaotic. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. They are that team that's going to be in your corner, be on your side, and make everything super simple and super easy for you. One of the questions they get asked most often, why are land loan rates higher than mortgages? That's a, a very common question for them. So rates will be higher on land loans because they have higher risk than home mortgages. So variables like land quality, accessibility, location, if it has amenities or not, that can make the land more or less risky to lend on. So also the better your financial situation, obviously the better your rate is gonna be. So if you want any more information on their land loans, give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. That's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C dot com slash TSUS, Ag South and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 619788. So again, their website, 
agsouthfc.com slash TSUS or give them a call 844-AG-SOUTH and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, let's get into it. Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Very, very exciting show today. we got a lot to talk about. Gamecocks basketball on the road at Auburn. Continue the position and previews of baseball. Very, very excited for today's show. Hope you all are having a fantastic Wednesday. And again, really, really pumped. We're going to start with Gamecocks basketball. South Carolina traveling on the road to Auburn, Alabama to take on the Auburn Tigers at Auburn Arena. 7 o'clock tip-off time tonight on ESPNU. The Auburn Tigers right now ranked 16th in the country, 15-2 and overall in the season, a 3-2 and SEC record. But they've actually lost – their last two in a row coming to the hands of the Florida Gators and the Alabama Crimson Tide. You know that stings for Auburn to lose their rivalry matchup. Uh, obviously, the Tigers are coached by head coach Bruce Pearl. If you follow college basketball at all, you know who Bruce Pearl is. was very successful at Tennessee. has had some, um, some things linger along his career that are off the court, if you will. But Bruce Pearl, one of the best in the game, a really, really solid basketball coach. The Tigers shoot 45% from the field, 30% from three-point range. If you don't remember as well, Auburn was a team that last year made the Final Four. Really, really strong team. At one point this season was ranked as high as, I think, fifth in the country. So Auburn, a really talented team, really good head coach. It's crazy to think, too, because when I think of Auburn, I don't think of a basketball school. I don't think of Auburn being good at basketball at all. And yet, here we are. Again, again, here we are. Again, Auburn – Slipping in their last two games was at one point 15 and 0 was one of the last unbeaten teams. But again, they've lost their last two in a row, looking to rebound. South Carolina catching them. Maybe they're catching them at a really good time. We'll see. But again, the Tigers still one of the better teams in the SEC. I'd say right there, top two or three teams in the SEC. Uh, when you get into the top storylines for this one, the first one to me that sticks out, I think, is the major talking point here is just the opportunity that is presenting itself for South Carolina. You're going on the road to Auburn, facing a struggling Auburn team that is reeling. Again, has lost two in a row. And, you know, the Alabama loss was close, but you lose to a rival. That one takes a big toll on you. And then Auburn getting blasted over the weekend by Florida. I think they lost by almost 30 points. Uh, so the Tigers are reeling. And South Carolina, obviously, the, the opposite in the spectrum is hot. One back-to-back games. You beat Kentucky, you go on the road and beat Texas A&M in a record-setting performance from behind the arc. The Gamecocks have a major, major, major opportunity. You've already beaten two ranked teams this year. You know, you're trying to build up a tournament resume. It's so funny. You know, we talk about just a week ago, a week ago from today, nobody thought the tournament was even possible, remotely possible. And it might still not be probable, but it's at least possible at this point. Obviously, you get two huge back-to-back wins. You answer the challenge in both games. Now, it makes this game, to me, just such a huge opportunity. If you can win this game, if you can go on the road, beat Auburn, it's going to be a huge resume booster. The momentum is going to be out of this world because really after this Auburn game, the schedule, I don't want to say softens up because there is no soft game in the SEC, but you get a much more favorable schedule from here on out. I mean, after this game, you face Vanderbilt at home. You go to Arkansas, Missouri at home, at Ole Miss, A&M at home. So, again, you're getting the bigger powers, if you will, out of the way early on. So, for me, for South Carolina, this is such a huge opportunity to 
go on the road once again, get a huge resume boosting win, keep the momentum going to stay hot. And again, the way people think about South Carolina basketball, it's just so funny because again, just a week ago, just a week ago, we were pronouncing South Carolina as dead. Frank Martin and company as dead. The conversation has completely flipped as we come into this game. Again, South Carolina looking to win its third straight game, its third straight SEC game, back-to-back SEC road games. And again, it's all been set up by the last two wins, but this is a huge opportunity in my mind to, again, keep the momentum up, to boost that resume, and to really be a spark plug. I mean, I think the Kentucky win really served as a spark plug, but if you can win this one too, I mean, you are setting yourself up to really go on a run here and to go on a stretch. Um, so we'll see if it happens. But again, a huge opportunity for the Gamecocks. Another big storyline for me, it kind of falls back on the same thing I was just talking about. But can USC stay hot? You know, this has been – I'm, I'm in the mindset right now, I'll tell you guys. I'm in the mindset right now to where I'm trying to not let myself get ahead of myself in, that, in a sense. So I, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm optimistic. I think all Gamecock fans should be. From what you see from Jermaine Kuznard and the – you know, the tenacious defense. And again, you've beaten Kentucky, you've beaten Virginia, like you've beaten some really good teams. But the scars of Boston and Stetson still sit with me a little bit. My question is simply, can South Carolina keep it up? Or how long can they keep it up for? Because what goes up must come down. You know, at some point, can you win an ugly game if you don't play your best? You know, can you win that type of basketball game? Can South Carolina keep it going? Because again, this team has been Jekyll and Hyde. There's no question. This team has been Jekyll and Hyde all season, except for the last two games. And really, you could say even in Kentucky, they were kind of that way. I mean, you were down by 11 with 10 minutes left. I mean, it wasn't like you dominated that entire game. But since the last quarter of that Kentucky game, this Gamecocks basketball team has looked as good as they've looked all season. Can they continue that? Can they come out of the gate, start hot, stay hot, and get another huge win that's going to be a big question that needs to be answered uh, another storyline for me Mike Coatsart has been playing good basketball simply put though can he be tough down low for South Carolina tonight um, obviously the Tigers Isaac Okoro I'm going to talk about in just a second is a big time forward 6'6 225 he leads their team in rebounds Gamecocks cannot afford to give up second chance points to the Auburn Tigers can Mike Coatsart have a big impact can he can he be tough down low for South Carolina, get those defensive rebounds, give South Carolina the second chance on, their, on the boards on their own? I think that's going to be a big key in this game as well. Um, and again, lastly, just wrapping up, I've, I've talked about it a lot already, but the big storyline for me, the opportunity because of what it could mean for South Carolina's tournament chances. I mean, we've talked. The chatter for Frank Martin has been there. The chatter a week ago today was this might be Frank Martin's last season. You know, there was a lot of questioning about Frank Martin. I was in that same category. However, I do want to say that I never said fire Frank Martin because I'm not shocked at what we're seeing. I'm not shocked at this two-game stretch because I knew Frank Martin was a good head coach. Honestly, I knew Frank Martin was a good head coach, so I'm not totally shocked at what's going on. If you get a win tonight, just what it could mean for South Carolina's tournament chances, postseason chances, everything what it could mean for Frank Martin and company. And again, just the way Gamecock fans feel about their basketball team. I think it would do wonders, wonders for South. Because I feel like the fans right now, a lot of the fans are in, they're basically waiting for it to implode. I think that football has put South Carolina fans in such a negative headspace in the sense that, well, 
all of our men's sports are terrible. Women's basketball is the only thing we're good at. We're going to eventually fall on our face, blah, 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 whatever. You can beat Auburn tonight. I really think you even take those fans and you get them to raise their eyebrow and say, this team might have actually figured it out. Like, this thing might be legit. We might really have a chance to, to make a run here and maybe get back to the postseason and, hell, maybe even the NCAA tournament. So, a lot on the line for South Carolina tonight as it travels to Auburn. The Auburn players to watch for. Guys, that I think Gamecock fans 100% need to keep an eye on. I'm going to start at the guard position. Samir Doty, 6'4", 195, senior guard, averaging 14.6 points per game. He leads their team in points and steal. So a guy that's good on both ends of the floor can do it offensively, can do it defensively. That senior leader you need at the guard position, Samir Doty, a guy, whoever is guarding him, whichever the guards it is for South Carolina, whether it's Lawson, Bolden, Manaya, whoever, you know, uh, Kuznar, whoever it may be, they're going to have their hands full with this guy. They're going to have to go toe-to-toe with him and play their best basketball. Um, second guy I want to talk about, Isaac Okoro. I already mentioned him, 6'6", 225, a freshman Ford. Averaging 12.8 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game. He leads their team in rebounds. I've already talked about Mike Coatsar, Wildens Levesque, Jalen McCree. Those guys are going to have their hands full. They need to play their best. They need to be big down low because, again, Okoro's a guy who can make you pay, who can absolutely make you pay down low in the paint. Gamecocks need to at least hold their own down there to have a chance. And finally, I'm going to wrap it up. Jamal Johnson. 6'4", 195, redshirt sophomore guard. The biggest thing with this kid, he's shooting 45% from three-point range. That is an absurd number. South Carolina, again, what we saw early in the season, we haven't seen it quite as much lately, but they seem to, for whatever reason, have a tendency to have a breakdown in defense on the perimeter, give up wide-open three-pointers. And if you let this Johnson kid shoot those wide-open threes, He's going to make them half the time. So you better make sure your defense is right, your defense is on point, and you limit the shots, the good looks that Jamal Johnson gets on the perimeter. Um, all right, my keys to the game. I literally just talked about it. Win the perimeter. South Carolina needs to win the perimeter. They need to win the three-point shooting battle. You saw what you saw what happened Saturday when the Gamecocks take care of their business from three-point land and play good defense on the outside. I mean, South Carolina – a historic day, 16 of 30 from outside, over 50%, and you win by 14 points. I mean, it's, it's no surprise. It's, it's, it's no shock, you know what I mean, that you're going to win those type of games. So, South Carolina, use your guard play, play to your advantage, and win the perimeter. My second key to the game, something South Carolina's been doing a really, really good job of, take care of the basketball. In South, it, it's, it's not rocket science here. In South Carolina's wins, they have taken care of the basketball, been very careful with it in their losses. It's, been, it's gotten very sloppy. It's gotten very ugly. The Gamecocks need to take care of the basketball. That is something that's so pivotal in conference play, really for every sport. I mean, we talk about it in football, too. Don't win the turnover battle. The same thing applies in basketball. You've got to be able to take care of the ball if you're going to win games in conference, especially, especially when you're on the road. My final key to the game. Simply put, guys, just keep the confidence. I mean, keep it rolling. You've got Uncle Mo in your corner, Uncle Mo on your bus, Uncle Mo on your bench. Keep him – when you're on a hot streak, stay hot. That's what it is. When you're on a hot streak, stay hot. This should be a team playing with a ton of confidence. Do not go into Auburn Arena and be phased and be – you know, and be – and let the, the atmosphere get to you, if you will. Just play with confidence. You can do it. You've beaten Kentucky. You've beaten Virginia. This is a good basketball team. They have a ton of talent. South Carolina can absolutely pull out this win. The team needs to feel that way as well, though. You've got to keep the confidence. Start hot, stay hot, finish hot, and win this basketball game.
as far as a prediction goes, when you look at this game, there has been no line released as of yet. I'm recording this, obviously, the night before. No line released as of yet. However, I think the Gamecocks are prepared to go on the road, play their best basketball. I think South Carolina is hot. However, I talked about before, what goes up must come down. I think Auburn is a really, really good basketball team. They've struggled. They've dropped two in a row. I don't see the Auburn Tigers and Bruce Pearl dropping three in a row. I've got Auburn winning this game 78-74 to on their home floor. And I think it's a very much back-and-forth game, a hard-fought game. Again, the Gamecocks have been playing so good of late. At some point, they're going to come back to reality. I think this is a game. However, I think South Carolina does play well, though. I mean, a 78-74 score on the road against an Auburn team that made the Final Four a year ago. Like I said, though, you know, I, I just I find it hard to believe Auburn's going to lose three in a row. I think they do bounce back on their home court and win this game 78-74 to over the Gamecocks. So, again, a huge opportunity for South Carolina, a huge opportunity to boost the resume to get another – Another huge win um, for Frank Martin and company. But, again, I think Auburn finds a way to break their losing streak and snap the Gamecocks winning streak 78-74 final. Um, all right, let's get into our position unit preview, talking about the Gamecocks' second baseman today. Before we do, I want to talk about my friends over at SeatGeek. Guys, whatever you need tickets to, whether it be South Carolina Gamecocks sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, professional sporting events, it can be literally anything. SeatGeek is the way to go. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, I already mentioned, they've got tickets to everything. Like I said, South Carolina taking on Vanderbilt on Saturday. If you need tickets to Gamecocks basketball, Gamecocks baseball, women's basketball, whatever it is, you're messing up if you're not using SeatGeek. They're going to give you 20 bucks off when you're using a Gamecock promo code. It can't get any better than that. They've got a great ticket rating system which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So never again are you going to be buying tickets and be worried about, oh, where am I sitting? Am I getting the best bang for my buck? Am I getting that value? SeatGeek does all of that work for you up front. It makes sure you're getting the absolute best value, and you're going to have that peace of mind when you click the buy button. So again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your First purchase. All right, let's talk some baseball. Position unit previews, talking about South Carolina's second baseman heading into the 2020 season. First up, the key losses. Um, South Carolina only losing two guys in this position, both to transfer. Jonah Beeman and Nick Neville, uh, two guys that played at second a lot, are now gone. Uh, Jonah Beeman last year hit 171, had uh, three RBIs in the year for South Carolina. Nick Neville, a guy who really moved all over the infield, played second, short, third, Hit 127 on the year, had three RBIs. Well, Nick Neville was the greatest mystery I think we've ever seen in <laughs> South Carolina because we're talking about a guy, I remember specifically last year, I think he was hitting like 480 after opening weekend and went on one of the – a slump to end all slumps. I mean, a guy that just could not hit the broadside of a barn after that opening weekend. So both those guys transfer. Who's back for South Carolina? None other than Noah Campbell. I mean, that's the main guy we're going to focus on. You've got some new additions, like a Braylon Wimmer, a guy who's 6'4", freshman, I think a guy who's going to make a big impact for South Carolina, and I think could push, not just for playing time before the starting job, but Noah Campbell is the guy that is back for South Carolina at this position. Um Hit 236, six homers, 19 RBIs for South Carolina. Um, a guy who has done well in the Cape Cod League over the past two summers and someone who 
it's his job to lose. You know what I mean? Was the second baseman all throughout the fall, but also switched around and moved different different positions in the fall as well. But it's going to be his job to lose, no question. Which brings me into the most to prove and the best overall. I'm going to combine these two for this sole purpose because this is Noah Campbell's position. This is Noah Campbell's position to lose this season. And this is really a prove-it year for Noah Campbell. This is a put-up-or-shut-up year for Noah Campbell, no doubt. Because, you know, a guy who had a solid freshman campaign, we heard so much going into last year, just, oh, this guy that ripped the baseball off the cover in the Cape Cod. He was such a good player at Cape Cod. Um, Preseason, all-SEC. I mean, all the accolades coming his way. And a guy that, like I said, last year, 236, six homers, 19 ribbies, had a 324 on base percentage, which is horrible for a leadoff hitter, and was just 8 for 14 in stolen bases. This is a guy that should hit 250 with just his legs. He has the speed. Um, Noah Campbell, without a doubt, the most to prove. And again, like I said, I think he's still the best overall because I think he's still your best option unless someone beats him out in spring ball. I mean, again, I, I watched this fall, and I, there were some – there, there were some times, there were some guys that looked pretty good, but this is Noah Campbell's job to lose, no question. But <clears throat> if he cannot hit, he's not going to play. Simply put, I think, I know for a fact Mark Kingston wants to get him on the field. They tried him out at different positions. He played some first in the fall. He played some outfield. He played some third. They want to get him on the field. They, I really believe they feel like he's one of their best nine, but he's got to pick it up the plate. Again, you do it in the Cape Cod. You have the capabilities. I'll be honest with you guys. I watched Noah Campbell in the fall, and just to be completely blunt with you, he didn't look a lot different than the guy that I saw last year. I mean, you definitely see it in some at-bats. You see the potential. You see, you know, it's there. You know what I mean? He got the talent. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it's that he presses, and that's going to be a big thing for Noah Campbell this year. He desperately needs to get off to a good start because he is a guy that presses at the plate. There's no question there's no hiding it. He is a dude that absolutely presses at the plate. Um, you know, and I think he's going to be a guy that's given every opportunity as well. I think Mark Kingston's probably going to stick him in the, in, the, in the leadoff spot. I really do. I think he's going to stick him back in the leadoff spot. I'd be pretty surprised. I mean, we're talking about a guy that was in that spot for the longest time a year ago, and it just came to the point where he was a liability up there. You saw him put down in the eight hole, the nine hole. I mean, you know, at some point, you got to go with guys who can get on base. I mean, that, that's the point of a leadoff hitter is to get on base. Again, I think a guy that – I don't know if he necessarily completely needs to change his approach, but I'd love to see Noah Campbell bunt more, hit the ball on the ground more. I mean, he, he is a speed guy. He is fast, as is this Braylon Wimmer kid, which, again, is why I think he could push Noah Campbell. I mean, it's a lot to ask of a true freshman, but – if Noah Campbell's not getting the job done, the second base job can be taken. There's no questions asked. But Noah Campbell right now is still your best overall, but I think 110%, he's got the most to prove. He absolutely has got the most to prove. He's not going to get the benefit of the doubt this year. He's not going to be a preseason All-American, All-SEC guy. He's not going to get any of those accolades he got a year ago. 110%, he's just not going to. Can he be a guy who steps up this year? and? plays his best baseball again it's it's the Cape Cod is the best talent in college baseball he's not a bad player but can he do it on this stage with this pressure 
That is the question I think that's got to be answered. And it falls right back to it. The season will be successful if for the second baseman. The season will be successful if the Cape Cod Noah Campbell shows up. Bottom line. I mean, the guy's got the talent. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's a very short leash this year with him. I mean, if, it, if we're through the first three or four series and he hasn't gotten it figured out, I think you've got to look for somebody else, man. I, I, you know, I, I just – you can't keep going all season long with a guy hitting 190, 200, 205 that's just struggling along trying to get it going. You can maybe do that in a seven or eight or nine hole, but not when you're the leadoff hitter. Um, that on-base percentage has got to get better. It's got to get better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Cape Cod Noah Campbell's got to show up. Again, he's got the tools. Um, a good guy who's got a solid glove as well, but he's just got to put it all together. I think the biggest thing, again, for him, he's got to get hot. He's got to stay hot. He's got to find a way to get off on a good – and just build up some confidence. I mean, that's the biggest thing you saw with him is just like when he started so slow, you know, two for 17 or two for 20, whatever he started out last year, you can see the mental midget in his head. You can see the hamster wheel turning in this man's brain when he's at the plate. Um, and when you start thinking and not playing, that's when you get in some real, real trouble. So, Noah Campbell, I think a guy who has a ton of upside. He can be one of the best second basemen in the SEC – but can he put it together? That's the biggest thing. Um, overall grade for the second baseman, you know, for whatever reason, I am somewhat giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give the grade to the second baseman a B. I do like Braylon Wimmer behind him. I think there are other guys that are capable that can slide over and play that position. But I'm going to give him a B right now. Um, I, I want to believe in Noah Campbell. I want to believe he's a guy that's going to really have it click his junior year and get it turned around. But we just got to see it. We just got to see it, man. That's the biggest thing. We've got to see it happen. Um, all right, a couple of news and notes to get into really quickly, and then we'll wrap everything up. Uh, Carmen Majinski named third-team All-American by D1 Baseball, preseason third-team All-American by D1 Baseball. A um, lot of SEC arms on there, obviously led off by Emerson Hancock from Georgia and the Rocker Kid from Bandy. They were first-team preseason All-American. But Carmen Majinski, I mean, that when you think about how big of an honor that is to be third-team preseason All-American, for a guy that did not even pitch half the season a year ago. I mean, that's what I've been trying to tell people. That's how good his stuff was in the fall. That's how good his shit is. So, Carmen Majinski is going to have that opportunity. I've talked about it before. I think he's the biggest key to South Carolina season and South Carolina success. That He needs to be that guy. He needs to be the All-American. He needs to be that guy on South Carolina on Fridays. Um, also, another note, lacrosse. Named preseason number one by MCLA. Awesome stuff. Gamecocks lacrosse. James Harkey and those guys continue to keep it rolling. Very exciting for those guys. And it's going to be a really fun season coming up here in just a couple of weeks. Um, all right. That's going to do it for me. Appreciate you guys. Again, massive game tonight against Auburn. Um, really, really excited. Really looking forward to it. Very, very excited for that. Be sure to leave your questions as well for Thursday's show. And we'll have a phenomenal interview for that one. Um, other than that, Really, really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you have a fantastic Wednesday. As always, I'm Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.